0: In 2018, a shocking event made headlines around the world. A young American missionary, John Chow, was killed by arrows while attempting to contact one of the world's most isolated indigenous people on the remote island of North Sentinel. It is truly a remarkable story, a story on many levels. It's humanizing in the sense that we understand John's motivations, his true devotion to what he wanted, and a lot more. We're joined today by the co-directors of this wonderful film, and that would be Amanda McBain as well as Jesse Moss. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks, Mike. I thoroughly enjoyed the film as I have so much of your work. It is deeply humanizing. Almost everything I've seen from you, you really get to know these people in a way that you understand their motivations and what they're about and why the story is important. Jesse, how did this project uh, become what we know now as the mission? Well, John's death was
1: global news. Uh, we we read the headlines uh, in the New York Times, and there was something shocking and improbable about it. This young American missionary dead on this remote Island populated by people who were a mystery. Um, how could that even be true in the 21st century? It was like an island and a people that we don't know. And what led John, young John Chow, to this place 9,000 miles from his home in Vancouver, Washington? Um, we've been interested in stories of radical faith and our documentary work. And um, this was a particularly radical act on John's part. Um, some said suicidal. Um, I think that. We had a sense that Beyond the Headlines was a more complicated story, certainly for John, and the mystery of this place, so little was known about. These two things drew us in, and uh, we, we weren't quite sure how to tackle it. It wasn't until we partnered with National Geographic, who had also been interested in the story, that we found at least a partner, if not a way, to
0: tell it. So what's the way in? Where do you start, Amanda? Who? Who? What thread do you pull on first in order to begin this process?
2: Well, for us, I think what we had going in was these diaries that his family had made public pretty soon after um, John's story had gone, um, become global news. I think to counter the narrative, the reductive narrative, um, they wanted themselves to humanize this, um, the story of John that was out there. They wanted people to know this was a real person who really had thought through what he was doing. So we started with that. We started with. Talking to friends, um, uh, reaching out to friends and family, um, people who knew him, people who taught him in high school, in college, the uh, mission sending organization that he ended up working with um, at the end, um, All Nations. Um, so you start with people in the inner circle, that's on that side. And then we also needed to contextualize the Sentinelese. Um, so we reached out to Adam Goodhart, who's a historian and himself, a young adventurer once upon a time who had gone to, attempted to go to North Sentinel and wrote about it in in The American Scholar. And um, now many years later is reflecting back on his younger self and that impulse to go on that kind of adventure. And, And we knew in hearing his story that that was gonna be part of our project as storytellers is is people who had gone on similar journeys, who are now a couple chapters further along in their life, looking back on that uh, activity. That's sort of where we began.
0: So let's talk about John Chow in terms of just where does this faith come? From? Is it a family-based uh, uh, yeah. where he began or how did he become who he became as a missionary in this?
1: John grew up in a Christian family he went to a Christian High school in Vancouver Washington which is right across the river from Portland um and his father's uh, Chinese immigrated from China during the Cultural Revolution um, met John's mother who's American so he's biracial but by all accounts a, an observant Christian evangelical family within that family there are some religious differences however and part of what the film charts is Patrick's different conception of the great commission the, the key scriptural text that John takes on motivates him to go to North Sentinel to preach the gospel to the Sentinelese so um, but a very Christian community I think John at a young age in high school does a missions work to Mexico a kind of safe and traditional missions work I think finds it gratifying but longs for something more and in high school discovers On the internet, searching the keyword, key phrase, unreached people groups, on the website of the Joshua Project, uh, he locates the Sentinelese, perhaps the most difficult, hardest to get to, maybe the most dangerous community to bring the gospel to in the entire world. And John, at that age, 16, decides this is what he wants to dedicate his life to doing to, to, as his friend Levi says, uh, preaching to people in loincloths. And so he trains uh, for 10 years to do that. And so the film sort of takes us from John's high school years through his friend, Levi Davis, who's in the film, talks about their Christian community to to that moment that he lands on
0: the shore of North Sentinel with his Bible in hand. And by all accounts in the film, uh, a beloved person, someone who by all appearances took this on as in his role as the embodiment of what he believed the gospel to be preaching Amen. is that is that a fair way to put it
2: yeah i mean i what struck me in in the more we learned about john was just yes how loved he was and 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 that was true in high school college after college by by people um his community but also people in the secular community he was also an avid outdoorsman like loved life loved nature loved just all the sort of extreme outdoors activities he did and uh, with friends with colleagues he worked in national parks so he had a real joy to him that that was visible in his social media. But I think that in ta- which, you know, cause you see the images of people on their Facebook page or Instagram, or whatever, and it looks great. But then you you just in hearing people talk about it, it just was so clear. This was someone who walked the walk in that space as well. It was sort of the other religion, the other, and I could relate to that because to me that's my church is sort of the outdoor space, beautiful mountains, beautiful nature. So I think that there was a point of connection there, but he was certainly beloved by, um, people within his community too
0: one of the strengths of the film is this introduction of so many voices uh who are a part of his world of in evangelizing part of his what he saw as yeah the Great yeah. Commission and and we get a, a nice cross current of voices talking about what he did why he did it how he did it and people as you mentioned earlier had done some version of this and came away from that experience. I don't want to give too much away, but with a very different perspective of the value of going into a community like North Sentinel into and to enter their world, which I just really I really appreciate the balance in the in the approach and telling his story and and much to be learned. I think this is a film as I was watching it where many people will watch this film and have. A very different perspective on John and his work, and how how he how he approached it. Very different, and I think that the film opens itself up to that conversation. I didn't know about this story until I saw this film, so for me, this is a completely new uh, experience in the world of evangelizing, the world of going out into the world to places that are are uh, where missionary work is done. Um, this is, seems to be something that's a bit of a Western religious tradition. Were you, were you surprised by the reaction that you got, the different kinds of reactions you've gotten from the people that we see in the film? The the one woman who was talking about the Messiah complex, mm-hmm. that was a really important thing. And that how she and people that she worked with felt like this is important to make sure that John was not. No, no, no
1: I got you. I mean, I think that um what, what th- there is no doubt still within John's community, a lot of support for what he did, the okay. remains a great deal of support and people see him as a martyr That there were voices in the film that were more questioning that are people close to John and those were particularly interesting notably his father who disagreed with him and whose voice is heard through his letter but also his young pastor Cameron Silsby who's in the film talking about John coming to him at a crucial moment to, to, questioning whether this is the right path for him it's it's the only sliver of doubt we ever see in john he's otherwise a person without doubt which is a little hard for most of us to fathom you know for 10 years he has almost unwavering devotion to this cause and just his pastor talks about this moment before john is about to embark and i think it was important for us that that all the voices that are critical or skeptical of john not solely come from without but from within um i mean i don't you know we didn't we don't come with judgment of faith we're open-minded and curious and still interested in how people live their faith i think we were very questioning of john's choices and ethics frankly and i think that's clear in the film we don't think what he did was right but um i think our, our project is to understand him because I think he, he he does represent a movement and it's a very significant movement and a movement that has sustained and, and grown Christianity for, for 2,000 years. And so um, I think that while a lot of missionary work is now undertaken by non-Western people, that's my understanding, uh, and non, non-white people, um, there still is in this country, whether it's through the Mormon church or the evangelical church, you know a large missionary movement and i think that the project is not just to question john's decisions and approach to this indigenous community but also through that our own conception relationship and understanding of those communities that's where the film really opened out for us is recognizing that we have all taken in stories not the great commission and not the bible for those of us who are not christians but Other secular stories of adventure that have defined how we see these communities for 100 more, you know, for for hundreds of years and National Geographic, our partner in the film has really through the magazine and through their documentary films shaped a lot of our conception of how we should relate to these people or look at these people. And I think part of what they wanted to do in this project was use the opportunity to to look at how they have sometimes made mistakes there's an idea you know that that and john was representative of this in some way that you go with your western 21st century technology and you'll be received with open arms you know and and there's sort of a kind of a naivete and a kind of hubris wrapped up together and 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 i think you do see that in some of the documentary work that we scrutinized um both about the sentinelese cuz national geographic did cover the sentinelese in the early 1970s but in in these other stories so that's part of what this story of John allowed us to do is kind of step back and, and and take a, a broader look at, at um, some of these other narratives.
0: There is even a, a moment in the film when uh, the, that point is made more pointedly with the idea that somehow these people are not intelligent, that what they lack, what we can bring to them is a degree of intelligence, and as well as all of the other things that the missionary is is going to bring to their civilization, as if they're not Adequate for what, the, yeah, that these people need it, and uh, um, I, I really thought that. And you're right, National Geographic. So much of what we know about the world that we are is unexplored or unknown to us has been given, delivered through National Geographic over these many years, and uh, it's it, it's a wonderful film. I want to remind uh, our listeners that we're speaking with. Amanda McBain, as well as Jesse Moss. And the film is called The Mission, and it is in theaters right now. There is a October 27th release of, I mean, it's been in release for a few weeks now, and it will be uh, fanning out across the country. So you can go to nationalgeographic.com, and there you can find the mission and uh, information about where you can see it. The reaction to the film among um, John's colleagues, among the people that Uh, What's it been like? What's the what's surprised you about the reaction to the film, Amanda?
2: I think that um, the power of this film or what I'm proud of for sure is that it is this text for conversation right between. um, I'm, I'm not sure that part of going into this was, is there a place to have a conversation? where this gulf exists between people of faith and secular community so that was one part of the project the other part of the project is just as you mentioned within the christian community is there a conversation about missionary work that should be happening um and it was already happening in the film between the father and the son and their different interpretations of the great commission part of the bible but i i think that for me if you come into this If you come into watching this film thinking John's a martyr, Jesse and I hope that you're challenged a bit by that, by our film, um, and, and, and understanding the other part of this story, which is the Sentinelese, and the bigger picture of that, and the question of consent, and the question of, you know, there's so many questions to this kind of work, missionary work. And if you come in thinking um, you know, as I did when I read the global news story, like, how could someone do that? That's just, who? What? what are they thinking that's just so wrong? And I still feel that way, but I have a more complicated understanding of what led John to that place, yeah. right? What led what happened with his family what happened with the all nations and the bobby parks and the people who sort of like were the were the the, the what is it jesse the the spear the shaft of the spear behind you know who who right. sent john to the front lines this young kid who analyzed him for whether he really had a messiah complex and was that a problem for what they were asking him to do yeah. um, so it's much more complicated and i think the complexity of the story is where we're happy happiest Um, That'll make some people frustrated because they want a clean takeaway. And honestly, that is so rarely true about any story on on our whole, in any of these really complicated third rail kind of situations. I I think we've done, done right by painting a portrait of John that is honoring who he was, hopefully representing the Sentinelese as well as we can based on very little and protecting that very little they will come to us if they want to tell us more about themselves. Yeah. But that is the challenge here is 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 understanding sort of the human piece of everybody in this scenario and that's a hard thing to do, I'm, I, you know, and I, I, I hope we got just a little bit closer than the initial um, kind of memes <laughs> that existed about both john and the sentenies.
0: Well, congratulations to both of you for the work on the mission Uh, as as you have throughout your work, as I mentioned, uh, Boy State, The Overnighters, The Family, Dirty Money, and Mayor Pete, you bring uh, this humanity to it. And I think you've done that beautifully in this film, The Mission. So thank you so much for your time today. Co-directors Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it.